Guys, if there's anything more consistent this time of the year, it's two things. Um, that my microphone doesn't work and that free agency is a, a complete crapshoot when it comes to contract. Gentlemen, how are we? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Daniel, how are you? Happy Saturday morning, by the way. I mean, 11, 11 a.m. sort of afternoon, is it not? Happy- no, no. Afternoon is after noon. Okay, you know what? That's <laughs> okay, guys. Good. You know what? I can I be honest? I did not know that's what I was going to go with when I started that sentence. Well, you know what, Alex? Sometimes things just happen, and we exactly. can't explain it. Uh, I'm sure there's like, a Michael Scott quote about it or something. Exactly, but you know, sometimes we just can't explain the things that happen in life. How we still can't explain why Johnny Goudreau was a Columbus Blue Jacket. We will get to that though. Uh, there is a lot. Uh, so we haven't recorded since after the draft. Uh, so free agency has happened. Many trades have happened. The sends are looking real, real, real nice. But what we're going to do is first, we're going to just go over every team, what they did in UFA and that kind of what we did for the very first two episodes of the show. If you think back for anyone who's been around that long, it's we true. started. Here's what's really dumb is we started our first episode in the West instead of the Did East we? with the two oh. teams we care about. I never understood why we did that, Alex. But that's, anyway. that's an interesting, I never noticed that. Yeah, no, we were we were silly about that. We were silly. Uh, remember, watch out for Buffalo? Ooh, uh, it only took a few years. Okay, so we could start with Anaheim, but I don't want to do that. Sorry, Daniel, because it feels wrong to not start with the Columbus Blue Jackets since they do have the bell of the ball. They get Johnny Goudreau to a seven-year deal. It's significantly less than the Flames are offering him. And no one quite understands it to this day. Uh, I, I, I don't know about you guys. Uh, I still don't buy his reasons to going there. I think people have been talking about apparently his wife is like a nurse and like a, for like a children's hospital when Columbus apparently has a really famous one. So there could be a family thing there, but I, I, I don't, I'm, I, I still don't get it, guys. I still don't get it. I, th- I think I've finally started to put the pieces together. Okay. The more and more I think about, so I look at the other teams interested. There are the Devils outside of the Flames. Sorry, like he wasn't going back to Calgary. Like, you know, I, I don't think, and, and it's been said a lot recently, but I, I do agree with it. I don't think American players feel the same way about playing in Canada that Canadian players do. It's just mm. a fact. Um, I, I don't think Calgary was an option, um, clearly. <laughs> but if you look at the teams that he was interested in and looking towards, Philadelphia, New Jersey, Columbus, and I think the Islanders, right? The Islanders did. I don't know if they made an offer. I don't I know think they signed anyone, period. <laughs> No, no, that no, sounds man. that sounds like the New York Islanders. But um, did they? I don't remember if they submitted an offer or not. Of those, let's say four teams, where does Columbus rank in terms of the future of the organization? I the like like the the prospects of being a good team in that. Yeah, I would argue they're one or two. Yeah. Yeah, probably then, you can depend on like you look at the center depth in New Jersey, right? You can and like their prospects, yeah. Yeah, they just haven't figured anything else out. Uh their defense is struggling, their goaltenders, I mean, injuries aside, they just it's Vitek Vanacek and Mackenzie Blackwood next year. 
um, that's weird. Right. Um, but I think if you look at like Columbus, what they've done so far in terms of you look at the prospects that are already in the NHL, Kent Johnson, Cole Sillinger, Igor Chinikov, um, Zach Rowenski's, I mean, he's only 24, right? So Ad- weird to think. Yeah, Adam Bockfist, and then they added David Juracek and the other defenseman that I, for the life of me, can't remember. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And they also have Elvis Merzlikens in net. They're yes. pretty set. Uh, I think that's one reason, and I think that's a major contributing reason. I think of the, the teams, I think Columbus is going to be more competitive much quicker than New Jersey and oh my god, absolutely Philadelphia. I know we'll get there, but oh, like oh good lord. Oh, um because I don't I sent you guys the quote and I don't know if you want to talk about it now or you want to talk about Philadelphia, but I think that was if I'm Philadelphia, I am royally pissed. Like I'm royally pissed, and it's can you want to talk about the quote now since I'm talking about it? Go ahead, bring it up. Yeah. Okay, so one of the reasons that Johnny Goudreau signed in Columbus was this was what Freeman talked about on NH on uh, 32 thoughts about how Cam Atkinson, former Columbus blue jacket, current Philadelphia flyer sold Goudreau on Columbus. Uh, when Atkinson was traded to Philadelphia last year, he sold his house in Columbus and even though he's happy in Philadelphia, he bought his house back this year. Now, Cam Atkinson can do whatever the hell he wants. I don't, it's, it's, I don't even care. But you as an organization have to, uh, as the Philadelphia Flyers, have to look at yourself and say, oh, my God, what have we done? That's just, that's just a weird quote in general. Like, what, what does that – I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't the quote. I don't understand, but the, the the point that he sold him on Columbus while Philadelphia was also interested in. Him. Oh, okay. Oh, that's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, okay. That's, that's bad. <laughs> and yeah, you know, Cam Cam Atkinson's like he's been like I think the number one example of great guy like guys who love the Columbus organization, right? And he's the guy who like apparently like, is always loved Tortorella too when he was playing with them. And well, now he'll be under him again in Philly. Uh, yeah, it's difficult to talk about it without going into Philly, too. But I think we might as well just cover them while we're here. The Flyers, I think the reports are what that they had. They were the asking price was a first next year to jump J, to dump J, uh, Jane Van Riemsdyk's contract so they could make the room for uh, Johnny Goudreau. Now, they also already used money to bring in Tony D'Angelo at the draft for some reason. Which is, remember when they were like, ah, Keith Yandel, not going to work anymore. And his style of play. And they brought in probably a younger version of Keith Yandel. And I mean that on the ice ways, right? Before we get too much into that side of Tony D'Angelo. They do that. And they also tried to clear room in another way because they bought out Lindbaum, which is just a terrible story. That's terrible. Anyway. Yeah, that's a terrible look. So and for those of you who don't remember, Lindbaum's the guy who beat cancer. So regardless of his player, I did see some Flyers fans say that his play had dropped off and he hasn't been the same since he got sick. At, fair enough. But the image of, and they had, they put out a statement and everything saying it was a difficult decision. It was as kind of like as terms of buyout goes is a pretty nice way to put it out. But you still, the image of this was the sequence. 
bring in Tony D'Angelo and have all the noise around him, buy out the best story your franchise has had in years, and then miss out on Johnny Gudro. I think they announced the Morgan Frost extension. That was like one year, $800,000. And on Twitter, it had 100 replies. And I'm like, ooh. And it's just Flyers fans saying, fire Chuck Fletcher. Fire. It's insane how they've already, you know, we know Philadelphia is not a market that's very quiet about their displeasure. But it is so bad there. I don't know how in the world. You already have Ristolein in there. They're probably going to get rid of Provorov. I, I am so lost with the Flyers right now. It, it, it makes absolutely no sense at what the Flyers are doing. What are they? What are they trying to do next year? What? The, I, I don't get. Where are they planning on finishing in the Metro Division? Because every team in that division has probably gotten better, or most teams in that division have probably gotten better. I'm trying to except the Philadelphia Flyers. You, you they, know, they signed Nick Delorier to four years, and then like, I, what, why, why, why? And he got for, trade protection for pretty high. Uh, everyone's getting yeah. trade protection, trade protection. But like, why? Why did you do? Why did you sign him for four years? Was it really that demand? By. I don't know. Because apparently there was a rumor that he wanted to return to Anaheim, so maybe they had to pay the premium. But I'm not sure. But for me, what the Flyers look like right now, um, I don't know if this analogy is going to make. Too much sense, but it's like you're redecorating a house and everything is mismatching and it's not working. And then people say, okay, what's the solution? And the flyers would probably be probably say, we need another couch. It, you know that that saying of you're swapping deck chairs on the Titanic? It's sort of like that for the flyers, but the deck chairs are even worse condition. You know what I mean? Like Yandel D'Angelo? And he doesn't have Jacob Slavin anymore. Like, you look at it, like, by the way, Brett, when we get to Carolina, like, Brett Burns, what a situation, because Slavin's not there to sort of help him anymore. Like, just quickly, to Alex's point, I just want to bring up, who do you like more, guys? The Blue Jackets or the Flyers? The Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets or the Devils? Sorry, the Blue Jackets? The, the, the Flyers or the Devils? The oh, the, de- the Devils. Uh, the, de- the Devils. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Islanders or the Devil or the, the Flyers? The, the devil. Now, oh, sorry. Cap- yeah, the Islanders. Yes. The so, Capitals yes. are the Flyers. Oh, the Capitals. Capitals. Yes. And I don't think I need to ask you about the Rangers, Penguins, or Hurricanes either. So it's pretty fair to say that they they are the worst team in the Metro. They finished two points behind uh, New Jersey. They were six points in front of Montreal. Six points in front of Montreal. And Montreal was bad last year. Like I think we we've they always last? they were dead last in the league. They won nine games for the first. It was eight or nine for the first half. Remember how the Flyers had consecutive? Was it they had they had two separate eight game or ten game losing streaks this year? And I don't think that's the first time in recent memory they've had that bad of a losing stint either. They have been the Flyers have been sort of quietly complete trash for the past couple of years. I hate to say it, but. Uh, if you feel like, and if you compare them to the Atlantic, it is sort of a line between everyone and then probably right now Montreal and Philadelphia. Um, but at least with Montreal, you can see some vision. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, we, we get what they're doing a little bit. Or we get what Kent Hughes is doing. Um, like even the Blackhawks, who we'll get to later, who I am very upset with, at least they have some sort of plan as to we are going to be as bad as possible. 
you know, the Coyotes, bad as possible. I'm going to bring in all these assets. Anaheim, maybe a little question there. but And then Seattle, who knows? Siding Martin Jones was kind of weird. Um, but I, the, the Flyers are, are mystical here. They're mystical. I don't get this team at all. And who's, who this, who's their backup for Carter Hurt now? Oh, yeah, Martin Jones is gone. Um, so I'm trying uh, to... So, um, Friendly has it as Ivan Fedotov. Oh, and that's not going to happen? No. So, I'm not entirely sure. Troy Grosnick, who they signed on free agency day, maybe, to like $750,000? Uh, you probably wanted to get a better goalie to try and help push Carter Hart. Doesn't look like that's going to happen. See, they, were, they brought back Justin Braun for another year, like less than $2 million. Um I'm going to expose Daniel here. I do not hear a leaf blower, Daniel. You're fine. But then again, you are muted right now. So okay. Um, I, I just, and then the rest of their guys were just scrubs. No offense. Like Adam, sorry, Adam Brooks, but just. How can you say that to a fellow Adam? I, you know, remember he was a hab? Weird. <laughs> um, and by the way, going back to Columbus, by the way, um, good for them. That oh, they yeah. finally bring in a star. Good for them. And his buddy. Yes. Um, <laughs> Hmm? And his buddy. Who's his buddy? Eric Branson. Oh, cool. <laughs> I forgot about that deal. Yeah. Four years. <laughs> oh, four years, four million per. Did they sign the best and worst deal of the day? I think so. Or can we give that to, can we give the worst deal of the day to uh, Detroit? With Ben Sherratt? Yeah. That was wild. See, at least I, I, I don't. It's close. It's close. It's very close. But like, I, 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 story for another day. Story okay. for another day. Because, but like, those were very bad. But like, uh, going, they had a good draft. They, I should say, like, they've signed a star. Because obviously, you know, they traded for Panarin and, you know, that kind of stuff. But they, they brought in a big name free agent, which I'm pretty sure for that franchise is great. By the way, you know what really helps Johnny Goudreau and mesh with the Columbus Blue Jackets? What's that? So the Blue Jackets, fun fact, I don't know if I've said this on the show before. There is one team in the National Hockey League that has failed to make it out of the second round. Now, Asterix was Seattle because back when they were the Metropolitans, they didn't win a cup. But, you know, maybe I'm being a bit cheeky there. Plus, they just had their first year, so we exclude them. There was one team that has failed to make it out the second round. The failed Toronto to make it to a conference. No, 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 no. <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day. Oh, back in the day. Um, the Blue Jackets are the only team to make it to a, not make it out the second round in the history of the national or the current 32 teams. Asterisk was Seattle. Obviously, the okay. Blue Jackets have only ever won one round. One round. Oh, yeah. And uh, obviously, Johnny Goudreau's playoff history. Uh, ignoring Game Seven against Stottinger, and that you know, doesn't count. We're gonna, for the sake of my narrative, uh, he also disappeared against against the Oilers, so we can say that. Um, so him, him in the playoff, the lack of playoff success of Johnny Gujero goes along perfectly with the Blue Jackets. Um, and guys, I will let you know, I will be doing this podcast unless a to steal that news anchor's joke, uh, unless a podcast in Columbus offers me significantly less money. Uh, that was really funny on Twitter. Oh my gosh, so, very, uh, very cheeky. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this signing um, to me, and I'll, I'm gonna steal it from Jesse Blake, but he he was talking about it as if it was similar to uh, when Panarin signed with the Rangers. Um, 
where they didn't necessarily need that star yet in their rebuild, but it sure as hell helps. And Johnny Udra was available, so you saw absolutely sign him. Um, maybe they're not going to be competitive next year, but maybe two years from now, we're having a different story. Look at the Rangers. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And it, for me, it sets the tone for a lot of these high-end prospects that Columbus is bringing in, bringing in that, you know, there's a willingness to actually stay in the city long-term to play the rest of your, like to play, you know, a good chunk of your career there and make something out of it. Because before when we saw Columbus, they would just keep bringing up how many young guys and see if they'd fit with Rick Nash. And then when it doesn't work, they ship off those guys as well. Uh, I'm going to transition here to the next team, just because we have 32 to talk about. Um, Daniel. Yes. Why did the Ducks sign Frank Vitrano and Ryan Strom? So they said it's because they have to hit the cap floor and they have $14.6 million. So why not? Why not? See, teams like this don't have an excuse anymore. And I'm pretty sure the Ducks have an internal cap, do they not? The Coyotes don't make money, right? And look at what they've done bringing on bad couple. I just don't know why I had to give Ryan Strom that much money. Why? So remember we discussed it in the uh, chat about how it kind of gives center protection now. You could you could protect Zegris in more protected center minutes and just let him develop there maybe. I don't know. I'm looking at the positives here for that. It, just, but. it makes me think of when, of when Bob Murray signed uh, Kevin Shattenkirk. It's like, why? I thought we were over these days, Pat, Pat Verbeek. Yeah, it was, it, it was definitely – Weird. I, I don't necessarily. Uh, sorry, I don't necessarily mind the Frank Vitrano one as much. I think, listen, like he's going to be a middle six guy on that team. It is what it is. Making that type of money isn't the biggest deal, I think, for the Ducks. Um, the Ryan Strom one, I just, I, I don't get it all. To be honest, like you, you, you have if you look at the centers they've already had, uh, Zegras. McTav- well, McTavish is going to play in the NHL this year. He has to, right? Mm-hmm. He has to. Um, and then you have still have Adam Henrique. Like I know Dylan Strom, he went to the Capitals, but yep. you know it's a like you know it's funny. Both both brothers are similar players in the way they play, and he couldn't have gotten the other one hurt. <laughs> like you know what I mean? For especially like his age. The term he was looking at, I think it would have set things a lot better. Yeah. I was just thinking of brothers, as you mentioned them, right? You see how um, I think it was one of the Flurry brothers wasn't qualified by Seattle. And it was, I, I, I think it was the Montreal one. I think it was Kale. I could be any mixed up. And it's like, that was your expansion pick. Anyway, uh, weird thing there. Uh, the du- you know, I, I know it's a lot with this free agency. There's a lot of contracts mostly between the four to $5.5 million ranges. One that went to six, which I thought was a little rich. And it's New Jersey. I, I, we'll get some a little later. Um, but I, I just, there were a lot of those contracts, the, the four to five million that I get very concerned when I see. And I saw a lot of them dealt at this free agency, I saw a lot of them though. Um, and we'll talk about the more as we go, but I just saw them. I'm like, I don't know about this. I'm getting a little worried for certain teams, but um, you know, it made me sort of about the side scene. Kent Hughes not doing anything. I'm sort of like, maybe this is a good thing, but who knows uh, the coyotes. 
see, here's the thing. Uh, as, 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 you know, being busy this week is I'm actually catching up on some of the news here. I didn't see that Troy Stetcher had signed there. Um, who else did they bring in? They brought big back. They bring back Boku Imama, which is a very good story. Um, they signed Laurent Dauphin, Nick Bukestad. How the mighty has fallen. They, they saw, sorry. And in Josh Brown, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say they signed guys who are gonna they're gonna get picks for at the deadline. Yeah, great. Uh, Troy Stetcher, <laughs> I wish he could get a home. No one could give him more than one point two million. Really? The Canucks still couldn't think, ah, oh, we'll bring him back. I just want him to have a home. The, the guys Canucks are over him. Apparently, but they're not over really Micaiah. Oh, what a weird contract. I mean, the coyotes are still bad, but now yeah. they're gonna be bad in the ASU. Exactly. So, I mean, great. Uh, did they just did Cooley get his ELC? Do we know that? I know Shane Ride did, obviously. I uh, don't think yet. Is he, because he may have committed to. Yeah, is he yeah. going to the NCAA? Yeah, never yes, mind. Yeah, yes, I think yes, he. Yes. Whether you commit to Minnesota or Michigan, probably. I don't know. One of the two. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, just they're going to be bad. And of course, you're not going to do anything too big. Um, yeah. Um, the Bruins. I did not know they signed Keith Kincaid, which is very strange to me. Habs legend. Um, Habs yeah, legend. no, and, and Rangers, and they also signed out Connor Carrick. Remember him? I do. That guy has been around. He's just wait for him to break out. Remember that? Um, Thanks, Mike they, Babcock. Oh, of course. Uh, he. Uh, they also. Um, they brought in Pavel Zaka, which I just wasn't expecting. Um, but the big thing with them is it sounds like we're just kind of waiting, but they're in negotiations to not just, of course, bring back Patrice Bergeron. Which I always see news. I'm like, did we bring this up on the show? Uh, and as well as David Krejci. Please no. We don't need Man. that back. Man. Alex is just like, the, 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 come on. Man, don't I hate me. the Atlantic with a passion. With a passion. It is going to be such a slugfest next year. Because, like, what was their biggest, what was Boston's biggest issue this year up front? Center depth. Center Replacing depth. David Krejci. So here's what they're going to do. Replace David Krejci with David Krejci. So, <laughs> like, ah, I, I hate it so much. Uh, I, how about Zach that realizes his potential finally? I Maybe. don't. See, the, the, the thing Maybe. is, the, the thing with Boston is, is because they're going to be missing Marchand, uh, Brandon Carlo, Charlie McAvoy, I think, are, yeah, to start the season. I would also wouldn't be surprised if Patrice Bergeron's going to miss the start of the season too. Um, man, oh man, they're just going to finish in the wild card spot. They're going to hover below it for the start of the season and just boom, and it's going to be great. Um, the Buffalo Sabers didn't anything didn't do anything like too insane. Uh, Labushkin comes in around 2.7, not too bad. I'm gonna uh, they do him. bring back Victor Olavs in the power play, man. They bring in Eric Comrie. I kind of like that move. Also, do you see the thing of if he only had played a bit more time, he would have been RFA for the Jets, oh. and he just didn't play him. And that's then uh, that's not good asset management. That's not good uh, asset management, by the way. And they brought in Kale Clake. So is Craig Anderson not going to play this year they also have malcolm suban they signed they have three guys plus uko pekalukanen well maybe you just be it's extra careful and maybe they just don't think excuse me that uko pekalukanen's ready Fair. i would assume that, that's they, possible 
or maybe, plus Subban is on IR right now, so I don't know if he's the season. But I mean, I'd imagine Anderson would play. This is because like it seems like he's got a good relationship going there, which is just weird to think. Eh? <laughs> it's a thing to Buffalo there, but it's just the thing with Buffalo that's interesting is we're just kind of waiting to see what they're like from the start. You know what I mean? With all the with the echo stuff moving on and sort of this new era, you can say in Buffalo, how they're going to play. That's what I'm interested to see, at least with them. Yeah. And they're bringing back the same crew, essentially, as yeah. last year for the most part. So it's a lot of just the younger guys coming in, taking that next step. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Calgary Flames, uh, <laughs> it's unfortunate, isn't it? Uh, like Kevin Rooney getting two point. Oh, no, sorry, that's the uh, the OR value. Like they bring Nikita Zadora back for two more years. He makes just under, sorry, he makes just around 3.7. He's not worth now. His buddy's million. gone. Yeah, you lost Johnny Hogg. I just. Yeah, he lost his D partner. Yeah. Well, it's, it's all Erica Branson. Of, it's all about the future of, of Matthew Kachuk, really, now with the Flames. That's what that is true. Now. And I know they don't want to do it, <clears throat> but if I'm Calgary, I push incredibly hard. To get Nazokashi. I get it. He rejected the trade a few years ago. I push extremely hard to get Nazokadri right now. I would imagine him and Kachuk on the same line is just sort of oh. tooth and nails. I don't want to deal with you ever. Your first line is Kachuk, Kadri, Lindholm. That's a very responsible line, too. Yeah. Like and, and, and pretty much most of the supporting roster is coming back. Mm-hmm. All their bruisers. Um, Mark Strom will not just be playing the Oilers for a series. So he'll yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's what's important there. Yeah. Um, it's just, listen, I, they've got to sort of bring, yeah, if, it's funny to think for the past couple of years, you know, at least I can say is I was someone who always saying, all right, enough of this Calgary. You need to sort of tear it down. But then you get peak Johnny Goudreau. You know, you have a fun battle with Alberta. But to be fair, very disappointing playoffs. They try and keep everything. They really want to try and keep Goudreau. Monaghan seems to be sort of flaming out with all his injuries and that. And now they're sort of being forced into the rebuild and not being able to sort of send off any of those guys for assets, which... I saw Flames fans complain about, but then again, you're going to take a playoff run if you're them, right? But, uh, like for example, if they do beat Edmonton and lose to Colorado instead, I bet the attitude's a lot different right now. But Oh, for sure. It's got to be a couple rough months to be a Flames fan, to be fair. Uh, very tough for them. Carolina. Ooh. So, here's what's fun about the Carolina Hurricanes is free agency. They actually were pretty quiet, except for Andre Kasha, which is a pretty nice signing. But here's the big thing with the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, They not only, for not much, bring in Brent Burns, despite, you know, being a little older, still put up, I think it was like 50 points this year. Uh, Now, imagine putting Brent Burns next to Jacob Slavin. That's going to be pretty nice. On top of that, they get Max Pacioretty and Dylan Coughlin for free. Because the Vegas Golden Knights are the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> uh, and we'll talk about Vegas when we get to Vegas. When it's my turn, as Skip Bayless would say. Um, but I, I, I think the Hurricanes, have, what did they need goal scoring? What did they do? 
Max Pacioretty, more offense. We need Brent Burns. I hate them. And I think another thing was, yeah, they had that issue up front or at the top of the lineup in scoring, but they also had the issue with depth. Um, And I think bringing in Andre Kasha fills that role. Like, God, I hope he's healthy. If he's healthy, you know, you can probably get at least 20 goals out of him. And he's, I I can't imagine he's in the top six. Now he could be, and that'd be a great opportunity for him. Um, but to have 20 goals and ha- and he'd be in the bottom six, third line, uh, I think that's everything you could ask for. So three things right now. First, it looks like <clears throat> my video has brightened up a bit. Yes. Um, second, um, I think it's a pretty funny thing, and they've been really good with it. It just the cast of characters they've been able to have to replace that right side on their defense the last few years has been pretty amazing. Dougie Hamilton, Tony D'Angelo, and now Brent Burns, because the left side is just way too good. Um, Third thing is, you know, I, I like what they were able to do. The Brent Burns one is just, you know, they didn't really give up too much for him. It's just the cap hit, but he could still play. He's going to be protected. What you said with Slavin with a Brett Pesci and, I know the Patriotty one, it was a surprising one, but it's something that I think with limited minutes to what you've mentioned, the depth could be good for him and could be good for the Hurricanes, especially the way he plays. And last thing, this is a fourth thing, actually, not three. Um, shout out to their social media. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, for the future they considerations. I love that. So the, the Canes, because every, just context, they put every team normally it's like a thank you, good luck to players who leave. And they did it for future considerations. Not Ian Cole, though. Wonder Ooh, why. I don't know why. Ouch. Um, you know what? You, you talk about Brett Burns there. And Ian Cole. And, and, and Ian Cole. But Brett. <laughs> 33% retained for Brett Burns, by the way. I should have mentioned that. Yeah. Brett, Brett Burns at $5.2 million is so much easier to swallow than Brett Burns at eighth. Oh, 100%. Like, you know, like, I, I'm like, I just saw, I realized, I, I realized. 5.2. I'm like, I'll take Brett Burns for five. I mean, I, I take Brett Burns for 5.2 if I play him next to Jacob Slavin. He can still like, skate. Yeah. He can still yeah. do offense. And and the character of Brett Burns really fits with the sort of reputation that the Canes have, too. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's going to be a nice and Pacioretty, um, despite my gripes with him in the past, they needed goal scoring. He's easy 30 goals. Oh, so, yeah. uh, I, I didn't realize uh, he has one year left on his contract already. It's just uh, unfortunate. Right? It, it, it's just unfortunate. Can he do it in the playoffs? Oh uh, yeah, great question. Yeah, no, he Adam, can't. So, can he? Uh, no, okay. <laughs> like he had, he had one great moment against Tampa Bay in 2014 when he had the game-winning goal in Game Four when his dad was in the building, last-minute goal, and he did nothing since. Nothing. In fact, and I've always said this. So uh, the play. <sighs> Before the Lekkonen goal that sent Montreal to the finals, there was a bullcrap. I shouldn't have been an ice. It goes to Montreal zone. Whoever loses his man on the play and it's Pacioretty nearly scores, it's Price right in the chest because Pacioretty. Anyway, I just what a frustrating player. Remember a game against Nashville? Whole game it was. Everyone goes high on Rene. High glove, high glove, high glove. Pacioretty goes for the shootout. I say, he's going to go high glove, and he's not going to score. High glove, Rene saves. Nashville the other way scores, and Montreal lost the game. I just uh, just little things of Pacioretty. Can't stand the guy. Admitted you wanted to be traded. Admit it. Anyway, 
where were we? Uh, yeah, Carolina. No, good for them. Uh, they love former Habs. They love former Habs. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. Okay. Uh, you must, Adam, you must be devastated. Um, why? They, they, they took Brett Sani. I don't okay. Leafs legend. Uh Andreas Athmus, see you, Max Domi. Uh listen, I just I don't I don't give a crap about the blood. How many like, of them they get, are, they get wait, guys wait, that could skate? Wait, wait, wait. But they can't finish. How, how many how many of them are gonna be Blackhawks by the deadline though? None. 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 Maybe Brett Sunny. Okay, listen, here's the thing with the Maybe Brett Sunny. Um listen. I I haven't seen a more obvious example of tanking since the Sabres tried to get me David. It it is it is no shame. No shame for the. I'm sick of. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm annoyed with the Blackhawks. Did you see that Mark? Uh, no, not uh, Mark Lazarus. Um, what's his name? Was it uh, Lazarus? Scott Powers. Um, no. I have to double check now. I feel I, I'm annoyed. I'm, I I want to say it was actually Lazarus. Um, about the Blackhawks. Basically, what they're saying is contemptible. What they're doing is is com- contemptible. It's just oh, so obvious and so sickening to me. If I'm the NHL, if I'm the league office, this is just a big F you, to be honest. Like, in terms of, like, hey, this is supposed, the, the system we've created is supposed to disincentivize tanking and create parity. Screw you is essentially, I think, what the Black, like, I don't think they're trying to do that. I don't think they really care what the league office thinks. Um, but this is, a, to me, essentially what it is. What I'm confused. Uh, is, is is why is Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze? Why are they still there? I don't. Okay. Do you want to hear the line combinations? Just because I, this I goes to your it. point, because you're going to hear this and you're going to be like, two of these guys don't. Do you guys remember who their goalies are, by the way? Uh, well, Kevin okay, Lincoln so is gone. So it's not Malcolm Subban because he's in Buffalo. No. Kevin Lincoln oh, is oh, 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 Petter Morazic, obviously. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Silly me. So, Cat Friendly has Morazic and Stalock. David on uh, Daily Faceoff has Morazic and Solarblom. Oh, I don't know who Solarblom is, but that's that's the goaltending. Okay. The defense, Seth Jones, who they're stuck with. Alex Vlasic. I don't know who that oh, is. Oh, he's that's the cousin of. That's uh, a young guy. He's American, but he's the cousin of Mark Edward Vlasic. So, he's not even real. He's uh he's second round pick 2019. He's yeah, okay. supposed to be good. All right. Connor Murphy, Jake McCabe, Riley Stillman, Caleb That's Jones, good. by the way, who they only got because they got the brother. Yeah. Lucas Reichel is, is projected to be the first line center. Stop uh, it. With Patrick Kane oh and God. Philip Kurashev. Second line, Tyler Johnson, who was still there with Taylor Radish and Jonathan Taves. Max Domi between Andreas Athmasiu, Mackenzie Antwistle, and then Sam Lafferty with Boris Kachuk and Colin Blackwell. So now imagine that with Taves and Kane being gone because they have to be at this point, Alex. I, I think the only pe- reason they're probably keeping them at this point is, I don't know, maybe they're trying to get to a point where they're making those two ask out. Because like, like, here's what I'm thinking about, right? Is How are they not already asked? The Blackhawks are going to be... If you trade... Caves, Taves and Kane, it's like, what other reason is there to go and see a Blackhawks game? And I'm just, the, exactly, Alex is holding up a zero, zero. who's not watching the audio, exactly. uh, the visual here. It's like, the money that the Hawks are going to make is going to disappear. And the reason, and I rarely bring this up with teams, right? Uh, and we, like, it, like, the Blackhawks not making money all of a sudden is terrifying for this league. 
That's what I'm really, really concerned about All Out series. I am so worried about the cap going up in a few years. Alex put some reasoning into the other day to me because I, I hated the Sergei Chev deal. And he reminded me, Adam, the cap's going up. And if, it will when all this escrow is paid up. But I just get so much more worried when I see the Blackhawks and this kid. It's different if Arizona do it. They're not relevant. But the Chicago Blackhawks, say what you want about Mark Bergevin and, and, and his time in Montreal. And say what you want about Brian Burke and needing a star with Phil Kessel. You know, it's the Leafs, it's the Habs. They, they, there is a standard to, I think you need a reason to go, a, a jersey to buy. There's a reason you got a price jersey. There's a reason there were Kessel jerseys. Yeah, but Who's going to get the, a the, McKenzie Entwistle jersey? The, the, but the difference between Toronto and Montreal and Chicago is for the last decade before Lou came, before Brendan Shanahan came in, maybe less than a decade, that's unfair, there was zero reason to go zero to go to a Leafs game, but it was full. I assume the same is in Montreal. How many, they came in last Montreal this year. The, the building was still packed. If Chicago does, Chicago's a market. And this is, there's proof of this because remember before 23rd, before they won their cups, this wasn't a, this was an original six franchise. It had a name value. But it doesn't have the same name value of if the New if the New York Rangers are trash, if the Montreal Canadiens are trash, if the Toronto Maple Leafs are trash, that building's still full. When the Chicago Blackhawks are good, the building is full. Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, Brett Seabrook, um, Corey Crawford gave people reasons to go watch. You're right. You're spot on with that. Those it's good if they if they're gone. What reason is there for people to go watch the Chicago Blackhawks live? I have a funny story about that. So back in 2008, so it was right before they started competing again. um, Patrick Sharp used to tell stories about how he had to give out tickets. Yes. Yes. You mentioned that before. Yes. Yes. To, uh, to like convince people to go to a Blackhawks game. So I absolutely agree with what you said, Alex, that, what Chicago is doing, um, you know, two things we see there that they don't qualify anybody and try to get assets, maybe, you know, during the season, at least for some of these guys. Um, a lot of the people that we thought was going to be part of that future core or at least sustain them are all gone. And a lot of bad asset management there. And now you're probably forced to trade. I think, okay, this is my prediction. You're going to trade Patrick Kane. Probably to the Rangers. Yeah, and you'll, get, and you'll get something decent back because he's with still Jonathan, a good player. With Jonathan Taves, I think like it's you're going to have to move a mountain at this point to trade him and his contract. But I know it's not impossible. But, man, like wh- what they're doing. Like this just half of it back. Like oh, yeah. this just kind of feels like the Oilers before McDavid. We're, we're talking about the stuff on the ice. We haven't even mentioned the stuff going on, going on off the ice the last year and a half or however long it's been. And the reputation hit that they took for that. It is, um, it is not sunshine and rainbows in Chicago. No, it's, it's not. not. It's um, not. By the way, the, the, un, the not qualifying guys, they tried to trade Dylan Strome. We know that. They probably didn't get the price they want. Um, but we know there's interest in him because Friedman said it, and that's why he signed one, 3.5 in Washington. He's going to get a chance to play even more there because Backstrom's hurt. 
either if the caps are bad, maybe they, I don't say they're going to be bad, but they can either trade him at the deadline for an asset or he gets himself a new contract. Nice. At the end of next year. Um, which makes me think because there was interest in them that maybe they misread the market or I don't know what they were trying to get, but they've, they, I just, if you're going to trade Dylan, I mean, uh, if you're going to trade Jonathan Taves too, then that would have given you a better chance for Dylan Strome. Or did you need to trade Alex to bring Cat? Was that return enough to sacrifice what he could have been to your team in the franchise for the, for like all, because to bring Cat's still a young guy in five years when normally you would think the rebuild to be done, you know, there are examples in this league of, like, rebuilds don't take as long as long as you don't go score turf like Buffalo, like the Blackhawks Black have just done. You know, it's feasible. Debrinkat would have still been great in his prime, and you have one of the best goal scorers in the league, and you've just – you've not done that. Um, I They deserve everything coming their way. And Kirby Doc. They, they did not need – if you're yeah. going to trade – if you're going to trade Jonathan Taze, there was zero reason to trade Kirby Doc. It's just until like Frank Nazar ends up better than him, and then I cry. Right, but it's a it's it would be a one-two essentially of Dylan Strome and Kirby Doc, which is bad, which is bad right now. But isn't that the point? Like at least they're young, right? At least they're young and guys that you've brought in. Now I don't even know what you have. Like Philip Kershaw is your first line center. Now Lucas Reichel, Lucas Reichel. Oh, Lucas Bruce Reichel Shepp is the uh, the winger. Oh, good. Well, he's also yeah, not signed. Come to the he, he's also oh, not signed. Hmm? Philip Kershaw. Oh, sorry. Go oh ahead, no, man. Lucas Reichel. And like this, he's guys. This guy's gonna finally become a full time NHLer, and then he's gonna wonder like, oh, who am I playing with every night? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, they also have to re-sign Philip Kershaw, by the way. So. Oh, okay. Um, we didn't mention defense though, like Ian Mitchell, Nikolai Bodin. Are they still there? Uh, now. I'm looking at projected on cap on uh, on daily faceoffs, right? Uh, I still remember when they took Boda and I have to get back to credit about it. Um, the Colorado Avalanche they signed Charles Houdon. Um, anyway, for them, uh, they re-signed Valerie Nikushkin, uh, and they did not just pay him; they paid Eight. him. Uh, it's a full uh, uh, eight years, six point one million dollars per. Uh, I mean, you keep them, it is a bit expensive. They also do re-sign a Cherry Lekkinen, uh five years, uh, $4.5 million per happy form. Uh, they bring back some other guys. Josh Manson gets a nice little contract there. Darren Helms back for another year. Um, still haven't filled that second-line center role. Maybe they could get Kadri back. You never know, but um, pretty quiet with the abs right now. I think right now when it comes to the tier list, they're right now at a step back. I think still. Yeah, because well, their goaltending got worse. Georgie, I'm still not Georgie in France, so uh, I'm not convinced of Georgiev to be a starter. I'm not convinced. No, no, no. That that's not great. No, no, no. Um, though we talked about the Blue Jackets already. The Dallas Stars, Mason Marchment. I do like that deal, I, I will say. I mean, maybe it's a little rich. Another four and a half million dollar contract for yes. you. He but, did get some selkie votes, but mm. but he will that I think Mason Marchman will fit in just fine in Dallas. I just need to know uh where exactly John Klingberg is. What is happening Honestly. with John Klingberg right now? Honestly. 
Where are where? Blink twice. Throw a bat signal. Where are like, you? Will he see? Everyone keeps saying he saying, "Oh, Dallas, Dallas, Dallas." They have eleven million dollars in cap space and need to re-sign Jason Robertson and Jake Ottinger. Yes. Guys, I don't think he's coming back to Dallas. No, no, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Dallas, uh, you know, you keep doing your thing. Uh, you know, sorry. Detroit. Oh, hello, Steve Eiserman. You oh, have been Lord. busy, my friend. Uh, beside the Billy Huso stuff, uh, they brought in some names. Uh, David Perron on a two-year deal, four point seven. I actually think that was really not that like, bad. Yeah, you know, a good deal. Uh, they bring in Andrew Cott for five years, five point six million. Uh, only matter for a year to give a couple of years to Dominic Kubalik. Uh, he was pretty cheap. I like that deal. Um, and on top of that. <laughs> I can't believe this. At, thir- <laughs> At 31 years of age, Ben oh. Chirot gets a four-year deal worth $4.75 million. Oh, they got an unprotected first for him. Oh, Iserman, what are, what are you... First off, I like those other moves. Uh, I do not like Ben Chirot oh. for that much. What are we doing, Iserman? Nah, yeah, I, 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 I don't even know what to say. That's just... That's crazy. I literally love every other move that they did. Uh, you know, bringing in a second line center to sit behind Dylan Larkin and Andrew Kopp. But then you signed back for four years at almost $5 million. Holy crap. Like, and, and I think they said they plan to either, they have him like slotted in the top four to play with either Sider or. No. Like, oh. like, no. And people were like, I play well with Shea Weber. I'm like, they were not good together. <laughs> it would just happen the amount of, too often. The amount of yelling that went on in this podcast about that, like, no. Yeah, I'm still waiting for my apology, uh, Curtis. The, <laughs> that, the way I saw it is. Stevie Y went on a shopping spree and he just couldn't help himself. <laughs> Once we got to the Ben Sherratt signing, I like, Honestly. I love the way. <laughs> and you know what's great? They still have $10 million in cap space. I mean, yeah, like you got to look ahead to the future, but I can still make another splash. Well, I think we're just kind of waiting for Larkin, right? Like everyone's yeah. kind of waiting for that extension to finally happen. But right now, their main roster on Gap Friendly is 10 defensemen. So clearly, yeah. there are going to be tryouts, but. Yeah, we'll see. I just, it was just, I, I looked at it and I just thought, Iserman, I, I like you, man, but I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I made a mental note that you gave Ben Chirot that deal. Um, yeah, that makes him their highest paid defenseman, by the way. What? Yeah. Ben Chirot is the highest paid defenseman of the Detroit Red Wings. Correct. Philip Ronick makes 4.4. Ben Chirot makes 4.75. Are, are there any buyouts that are higher? Uh, Remember when Dion Phaneuf's buyout was the highest paid oh, yes. defenseman? No, uh, there's no defenseman with buyouts. Oh, okay. the last buyouts, what, Justin Applicator? And, and Franz Nielsen. Franz this Nielsen. is Franz Nielsen's last year. Ah, neat. Okay. Um, the Edmonton Oilers. Okay, uh, Evander Kane gets extended five. Yeah, yeah, great. Four years, five point one per year. Great. We talked about Evander Kane. I'm, I'm not wasting any more breath on him. Uh, they re-signed Brett Kulak. Sorry, Adam. It's a, it's a really good deal. Two point two point four two point seven five million dollars for four years. That's such a good deal. Uh, and five times five for Jack Campbell. 
There was no tampering at all. Not at all. No comment. No. Um, yeah. Uh, did their, their goaltending got better. Oh, 100 There's no, no doubt in my mind that their goaltending got better. Got no. But I've been a critic of Jack Campbell, have I not? That's fair to say. I'm not. There's no leaf bias here. Have I or have I not been a critic of Jack Campbell being a 60 game starter? Oh yeah, yes, no, we we've, have. absolutely. We, you know, we've had the conversation. Yeah, we've had many a conversations about the the placing of Jack Campbell. So, the question here is: Is Stuart Skinner a 40 game goalie right now? That no. you know what. I, I can't help but think they could have started integrating him more last year. Um, yeah. We'll see. I don't know that, but that's a very good question. Like, I think, though, I think that's, to me, that's what it comes down to yeah. um, in goaltending. Because I think Jack Campbell can, can, uh, can hold the line, clearly, um, and do more than that. It's just... He, uh, he can't really play more than 50 games in the regular season. Yeah. If well, you can get a goalie who can do the other rest of the games, you're good. I want to know Jeff O'Neill's opinion. Uh, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, don't I don't know. No, it just seemed a bit 360. Why? What did? What was? I didn't. I didn't hear Jeff O'Neill's opinion. What was it? He was just very critical of Jack Campbell going to Edmonton as well. I think there were a lot of people, and this again, this isn't you, but I think there were a lot of people who were, how do I put this? Um, flipped, the, flipped the script a lot on Jack Campbell. When huh. I, heard, I heard certain things about him said last year in his defense, and I remember hearing things like, ah, he, he kept up with Vasilevsky and Price, and it's like, ah, I mean, he, he had like one good month now. I'm like, oh, okay, so that's what we're He doing. did have one good month. See, I mean, the- we said that. Yeah, we, we, were did, like, we, did. we were like, we were like, oh, you remember when people were like, when they came back from uh, like around in January and they were like, ah, COVID's affecting him. And it was a month after the COVID shutdown. Well, it was an injury. Like, I don't know about that. It wasn't yeah. COVID. It was clearly an injury. No, it, it was, was very much an injury. Saying there was at the time, first they said it was a mental thing. And that it was, was like that. coming back. And then there was the news of the rib injury. And we were like, what? I remember you were saying, why in the world is he playing through a rib injury for a month? Um, like, there was oh, at the time the thing was it was a string of excuses and now it's like no it was an injury the people saying he was an all-star saying yeah he was he an was. all-star but after it's just i just i find it really funny how many people did the 360 on jack gamble i like to put it on a positive side because oh, we so know that now. we're gonna that's look so at, you did that's so you did i'm sorry you gotta look just, at the positive side I no know. no the positive side of this is well like i'm happy he finally got the big extension he wanted yeah. but i think the second thing i just wanted to know is we, we talked about the intangibles. We talked about the injury history, talked about whether or not he's going to be able to have the 60 game lo- workload. But I also want to know Alex's feelings as the Leafs fan. Here. In, in what way? And Jack Campbell gone. Like, like, that about what? Is like done. Oh, I like I, I, I think I've been on the, I, I'm pretty content with it considering I was one of many people saying that the Leafs should not bring him back at that number. Like I, the rea- the reality is the reality. Again, like you look at, did he hold his own in the playoffs? I'd say he did. Like, was he up there with Vasilevsky and Price? No. Did he hold his own and do some more? Yes. Like again, 
did he let in the okay, he let in one crappy goal in game seven. That was Freddie Anderson esque. But against Tampa, I didn't really see a problem. Um I didn't really see a problem with what happened there in terms of goaltending. It just to pay him five million dollars for five years. I wasn't interested. Let, listen, let me let me say this. Jack Campbell is a really nice guy, and I'm happy he got money. I'll say that as critical as as I have. And listen, I as a Habs fan was insulted when there were comparisons and people saying he was out playing Carey Price. I nearly burnt the city of Toronto to the ground. Like I'm Gwyn Lord of Cinder here, guys. Like you know, Dark Soul reference for you guys. I would that would have been me. Um, but you know, I'm I'm happy for the guy. And he's a good story. They becoming a starter so late and all that. And now he gets to play with Connor McDavid. Like, yeah. listen, they made, like the Oilers with proper defense and what Josh Mitt, not sorry, what Dave Manson and Jay Woodcroft sort of did to the, the way that team played is listen, if they can get there in the Pacific division, that is a clown car right now. The Oilers can win a couple rounds on the back of Jack Campbell being is if he can be marginally better than Mike Smith, we have McDavid for a few rounds in the playoffs and not a single person should be complaining about that. No. So like, obviously there's a reason I skipped over Evander Kane. I want to make it very clear. I like Jack Campbell, the person, I don't know if they have red lobster in Edmonton, but I hope you get some hot ones there, Jack. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, the Panthers, uh, but wait, wait, there's, there's more, there's more to the Oilers. You missed out on stuff. Oh, wait, there's more. What did I miss? They have three or two in particular important RFAs and they're unsigned and they have $1.3 million in cap space. Holland always. So one is Yamamoto, right? Yeah. Yamamoto and... And Pulley Harvey, who they and still have traded. And then Ryan McLeod, who I think played uh, third line minutes last year. Who I also think you should, they should be careful with for no particular reason. I will not say on here, but um, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, that's I feel like this is not the first time Yamamoto has been the last guy gotten done. I want to say his last contract, he was sort of just left out there because he was an RFA too. Um, but yeah, deal with Pulley Harvey or bring him back. He's kind of good. Um I don't know how you make the route. Why is Tyson Barry not trade? I thought they were doing that. This doesn't even be a Brett. I know they're left and right D, but, but still, I thought Barry was expendable now because of Boucher. Whatever. Whatever. Maybe everyone's just, we're all, everyone's waiting for the, okay, Klingberg's gone. Petrie, go to Dallas. Right. We flip Barry to Montreal. And then maybe that's what we're all waiting for. Uh, the Panthers didn't do much though. They do bring in a couple of nice depth guys like Nick cousins and Colin white, pretty mad. They got Colin white. I won't lie. That's um, going to be the most Florida signing ever. It looks like they gave Mark Stahl a deal. And I did see that. I think they're also giving one to Eric, a PTO. I saw the PTO. I didn't see the PTO. So that was it. So they gave Mark Stahl a plus 35 deal. And they gave Eric Stahl uh, a tryout. Happy to see the, <laughs> I love the stalls. I love how Florida is starting to become the retirement home. Still trying to trade for stalls. Jordan, I hear. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. But they also signed Alex Lyon, who don't forget will miss the first few games of the uh, AHL next year because he flipped the He's bird during the celebrations. Yeah. Oh my! I forgot about that. <laughs> that was so funny. Um, yeah. Oh man. But the Panthers are just sort of. 
I am so fascinated to see where they're going to go next year under Paul Maurice. It's such a weird flip for me because with all these moves happening and losing a lot of guys, and now suddenly they go for that team where they make the second round for the first time in forever. And now we have so many question marks like, how is that team actually going to function? Are they going to be where they were in terms of being a president's trophy winner? They had undisputedly the best season that that franchise has ever had. And we've never had more questions about them is basically sort of what you're going out there, right? Yeah. They lost the two guys that they traded first round picks for at the deadline. Repeat who they are again, by the way. Claude Giroux. Yep. Who they traded a first round pick and Owen Tippett for who, yep. okay. Didn't get time. Still a decent ass prospect and Ben Sherrod. And they need, brought back neither of them. Um, and they're also $3 million over the salary cap at the moment. How do you say the, the prospects the man, Tyler Slomanich? Ty Slomanich. Oh yeah. Ty Slomanich. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Don't so, ask me to try and say it. Like, why? I feel whatever. I feel like no one's talking about that. They're three million dollars over the cap space. Are they going to move someone? And also, they lost the two free agents. The two, sorry, they lost the two guys they traded first round picks for. Well, they'll be good. Yeah, uh, but unfortunately for the Habs, uh, unless they trade that pick to Winnipeg, um, we'll get to later. Um, because they still have that core that's. Now, obviously, they, do, they did lose Marchman, and some of their depth will take a hit, but they're still going to be a good team. They still have all that, that scoring power, but it's that thing of, I just don't know how good – it, it all comes down to how they're going to play under Paul Maurice, right? Also, right. Uh, what the hell is going on with Mackenzie Weger? Because everyone's like, ah, he's going to Ottawa. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. first off, I don't think they need that type of defenseman. Um, but uh, – like maybe a more steady right D instead of Weger's a bit all. I'm not saying he's bad before Baumgartner haunts me, um, but you know uh, the Panthers. It's just you know where are you? It's it's uh, maybe it's a bit disrespectful to say that to the President's Trophy winner, but I do still have questions about the Panthers. Um, here's what's really weird to see on the. Uh, never mind. I was going to make a joke about letters, but it's dumb. Um, the Kings, Brandon Lemieux, and Phoenix Copley. Did you see uh, the Elliot Friedman tweet? Oh my god! I saw yes, yes, no? I did. Where um Friedman, because you know how he always has a lot of typos when he tweets really quickly, especially yeah. during free agency. Yeah, he said uh, Lemieux one year three point five million, and then he said, "Oh, sorry, one point five million." And then Brennan Lemieux's like, "I like your first tweet better." I got the right. But I saw three point five million dollars. I'm like, what on earth are they doing? Uh, so McCaffrey has it as 1.35. So okay. maybe Elliot screwed up again. But hey, um, I mean, you know, stop biting people. Did I'm stop waiting for the Kings to get chickering. Honestly, did we talk about Kempi? Oh, I yes. don't think we, we did. did. We did last, we last did? episode. We oh, did. yeah, no, okay. yeah, yeah, we know. Because we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good, good, yeah, LA. Yeah. They're yeah. solid, except Bergevin, bastard. Um, didn't show up at the draft. He was at the draft, actually. I saw a video of him. Oh, he just he's the back idea, door so. he knows. It was yeah. the it was the bus with all the same people. Maybe mm-hmm. you guys missed him. I saw a TikTok no, of I'm, it. I am telling you, it is I not saw the a same TikTok. bus. 
It was a different bus. I'm I'm telling you right now, man. Oh, there, were, there were fans. There were fans surrounding the surrounding the bus. It was a, it was a recreated scene somewhere else <laughs> prior forget, to the draft. There are there are different areas. There's a lot of yeah, entries yeah. around the Bell Center. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm just he well, he didn't come through the front door. Okay. It was a decoy. Ah. It was a Queen Amadala situation. Well, <laughs> that's a good reference. I'm sorry, my queen. Well, you did your job. Uh, the Minnesota Wild. Nick Patan. Oh Bridget. my God! I can't believe they signed Nick Patan, Stanley I, Cup champions. Next I can't year, guys. believe that Andre Schuster is still in the league. Uh, I mean, like, here's the big thing with Minnesota. Uh yeah, Cam Talbot's gone, uh, which was how I expected. Expected they they got rid- they kept the wrong goalie. Okay, I'm saying it right now. I don't feel bad. They kept the wrong goalie. Oh, I don't agree at all. I. I- I could not. I'm going to be on Daniel's side on this one. I think you keep the goalie with winning pedigree. What What did Cam Calvert do before? The second Nothing. round with the Oilers. No offense. No offense to Cam Calvert, but he'll go to he'll go to Ottawa and he'll be a great uh, in between until Matt Sodgar is ready to come in and he'll he'll do the the forty and forty two with Anton Forsberg. Listen. All I see is I look back on that series of the Blues and I think, wow, you know, you threw Talbot in who was so much better down the stretch. You know, you, you ignored the, the, the goaltending rule of unless you have a clear cut number one. I know what you're thinking. I'll get there. Uh, you go with the hot hand. And Flurry to me at this point in his career is not a clear cut number one anymore. Oh, that's not true. That we will that mark is not it now. True. That's I, I don't think he is anymore. And, and you know what? I, I don't, I just, I just winning pedigree. I'm How not old is so, like, he? Okay, year, so yeah. wait, but what, what has Cam Talbot, and, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to Cam Talbot, but what has Cam Talbot done to deserve the, he's the clear cut number one on that team? Because going to, so I so say, when it came to the playoffs, okay. he should have started it. Okay, because that's fair. Down the stretch. That's, that's fair. where I'm coming from. Here. But but yeah. you're now saying that you're saying Mark Andre Fleury is no longer a clear cut number one. Is Cam yeah, Talbot? I think he's more of a two is, guy. Is Cam Talbot? No, I think he's still like they're the same level. They're still they're okay. Listen, so do you go okay, with the goalie who's won? Okay, do you go with the goalie who's won multiple cups, has been to multiple cup finals, or do you go with Cam Talbot who? has played a total of 33 career playoff games. If I was – so are you asking me if I was Dean Evison round one, game one against – No, I'm asking you if you're Bill Guerin going into next season. I would go if if, if it – hold on. Are they nameless or is it Marc-Andre Fleury? And I know it's Fleury. It's Marc-Andre Fleury who has multiple cups, uh, who has been to – who led a a new franchise to a cup final versus Cam Talbot – who has 33 career playoff games? I'm no more than 13. I'm taking Iquodala. <laughs> oh I'm taking I'm taking Talbot, and I'll tell you why. He, Flurry may have led them. He led them halfway. It was it was this is what it was. It was the relay race, and he handed it to he handed it to Matt Murray when he got tired. All right, like how he handed it to Robin Leonard against the Habs because he couldn't cut it anymore because he dropped it right into Joss Anderson's stick to turn that series around. I don't trust Mark Andre Fleury anymore. So I you trust have, Cam I Talbot, never who's never, who has nowhere near the 
legacy of Marc Andre Fleury, despite being two years younger than him. Yes. <laughs> okay. The Minnesota Wild. Okay. I'm not over that playoff series still. I'm not over. I never will be. Uh, I had so much hope on that team. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens signed Madison Bowie, <laughs> re-signed Alex Belzeal, Nate Schnarr too, Mitchell Stevens, Bill Teasdale, Anthony Richard, who I have never heard of. Let's see. Let's just quickly double check Anthony Richard. Uh, we're going to quickly double check. Oh, he's from Quebec, so it's Anthony Richard. Never mind. My apologies. Oh, that's why they signed him. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and then they gave ELCs to Uri Slavkovsky and Philip and uh, and uh, and Philip Mesar. Still don't know how to say his name properly. Um, it's been so a quiet good. few days. Yeah, uh, Hudson's been really good in developmental camp, by the way. Uh, fine, told you. Uh, okay, so yeah, I think we all kind of knew they were going to be quiet. Yeah, like, I'm not surprised by it, but it was. I kind of was hoping for a surprise. Uh, I won't lie to you. Do you know what the surprise is going to be? It's going to be Pierre-Luc Dubois by the no, oh, that's not that. No, I was going to say it's going to be Johnny Fairbrothers going to be in the lineup on starting on uh, opening uh, night. Oh, I'd love that. So Pierre-Luc Dubois, I mean, I think we can all just accept he's going to be a hab. Whether it's now or, yeah, in two years. We're going to read a quick bit from uh, Murat A.T.'s, I don't know, I didn't say that right, I'm so sorry, and Arben Basu in The Athletic. For several months... It's been an open secret in Winnipeg. Pierre-Luc Dubois would like to play in Montreal. Multiple sources confirmed to the Athletic that wearing the, uh, the Canadiens' Bleu Blanc Rouge is a dream that Dubois is not shy to talk about in private company. Now Dubois' agent, Pat Brisson, is making those desires public as possible. Brisson has uh, stirred the Dubois to Montreal pot in multiple media appearances this week in a clear attempt to catalyze trade talk between the Jets and Canadians. Quote, Montreal is a city he would probably, I can, <laughs> he would probably, I can talk about it because he doesn't have a contract at the moment. He's a restricted free agent, he told Tavia uh, in French. Montreal is a place, a city he'd like to play in. That's all I can say about it. A source with knowledge of the situation confirmed to Athletic that Dubois attended the draft in Montreal because he believed the trade would be completed on the draft floor, as first reported by Radio Canada's Martin Leclerc. Uh, Montreal offered three players to the Jets in hope of securing Dubois' white rights. Uh, you recall that Montreal selected Slovak right winger U.S. Sofkowski, number one, and then acquired Kirby Doc from Chicago. Um, but Doc is not Montreal's endgame. The Canadians have continued their pursuit of Dubois since the draft. It is believed that Winnipeg is holding up the deal in an effort to secure a player Montreal has no interest in moving. Uh, so... I'm going to assume Dvorak's part of that deal. Probably. First off. And I have no idea who the other guys are. Um, but see, here's the thing, right? Is um, I don't know how I feel about this. What's a package you would be comfortable with, Adam? Uh, I mean, if it's not, I mean, uh, may you include him in the package? Um uh, Dvorak? Do they want Jeff Petrie? Huh? See, here's the thing. If it's going to happen, you imagine the Jets want that the Panthers pick. But I really don't want to give that up. And I don't know if I like Pierre-Luc Dubois enough. Like, Listen, he's a top six centerman. And behind Suzuki, that's pretty hot. 
But it's like, I am not mentally over that shift in Columbus. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I, I, I was I, critical. I, of that I, I find it hysterical. I mean, you called out Leafs fan or earlier, so I feel I feel pressured to call a Canadian. Fan. Oh, go ahead. Hysterical. The amount of people I see on Twitter talking about Pierre-Luc Dubois. Just so, like, how the turntables, as Michael Scott would say. Like, <laughs> like, think of it like this. How cool would the Habs-Leafs rivalry be with Dubois in the division? Oh, it'd be great. Like, that would be so fun, but it's like, I am not over that. Especially because if he ever pulled that in Montreal, he would be eviscerated, right? Yeah. Like, no return. Like, I still, I still, I'm done with Nylander for that shift in the playoffs, too, the more we avoided the hit. That, that stuff really bothers me. Really, really bothers me. Listen, he can come to Montreal and he can change that. And Marty St. Louis can beat him out of it. But right now, I don't know what the package. Listen, you don't give up Massar. You don't give up Uri. You don't give up Hudson. You don't give up Gooley. You do, if you think you're getting Suzuki and Caulfield, I can't swear. Go away. It's not going to happen. Anyone else, take him. Because he's a second line. Like, can we just talk about if, if Ken Hughes in less than a year acquires Kirby Dock and and Pierre-Luc Dubois, that that Mark Bergman should never be allowed to have a job again because in less than a year he can acquire See, two potential great centermen and Bergman struggled to sign Matt Duchesne? I, I do disagree with you, though. I do think du, uh, Dubois' uh, value is a lot higher than people make it out to see him. I think Kirby Doc going for uh, 15th overall was it or 13th? What was I don't remember, exactly remember. Or was it Kirby Doc? Yeah. What did Montreal it was, trade? It was 13 and another pick. The fact that Chicago got 13th overall and another pick for Kirby Doc, who's probably in a similar situation to Pierre Luc Dubois in terms of it just hasn't worked out for him. I think his value is clearly a lot higher than what we what we could think it is. I'm not saying, yeah, no, no, obviously Cole, uh, Caulfield, and Suzuki are not included in that deal. But I think it's going to take more than than maybe people imagine oh, to pull Pierre-Luc Dubois out of Edmonton. He, again, he's a third overall pick. Same as Kirby Dunn. Like, and this, yeah. This is simply how I say it, right, is your untouchables are clearly Suzuki and Kopp and Slavkovsky, yeah. yeah. obviously. Those three, you leave me alone, right? Listen. And then there's like a, and Hudson. Like, I'm very protective of Lane Hunt. Do not get rid of that. It's just anyone else. Like, listen, if it's a ghoulie, I'd be upset. But it's like, eh, eh, besides like those main four or five players, I could care less. It's just those four untouchables and then go away. Then just leave me alone. But like, listen, I, I I I also don't know if the timing's right. Well, then again, like you never he never passed down playing a center. He's listen. It's just a thing of we know this is going to happen. Right. Like I don't see him signing. Like if Dubois signs somewhere, he's going to walk himself to UFA probably. And then or he just signs. His, yeah, or he'll just keep doing QOs. Is the way it feels right now. I just, uh, it's weird. It's weird. It also makes me think maybe they should have done that deal to trade uh, Cock and Yemi <laughs> back when everyone, uh, when he first won out of Columbus. It makes you sort of, sort of think back to that, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, it'd be nice. 
They also made analytics hires, but you know, whatever. Uh, also, uh, Rem Pitlick's gone, which is sad. Sorry, Adam. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, but they they have a lot of wingers. It's it's all right. I think they have a lot of Pitlicks. Yeah, <laughs> no, do. but I don't, they, I don't think they signed. I I don't know if Tyler's still with the team. Didn't he have an extra year? Did he? I actually don't know that he did. I could but be wrong. I have. Uh, I couldn't. No, tell he you. does not. They only have one. Okay, and that's uh, that's Rhett, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, be careful, Rhett. We like you. Uh, I accidentally closed where I was, so just give me a minute here. Um, man, I am so upset that uh, I'm not over that Brett Kulak isn't happy anymore. But yeah. <laughs> um, but Pierre Luc Dubois coming soon. Uh, the Preds. The Preds. Lincoln. And Mark Jankowski, every time I see Mark Jankowski sign somewhere, I'm like, ah, just you wait. Just you wait. <laughs> and uh, I think Joachim Kemmel also gets his ELC up uh, pretty quiet from Nashville. I mean, they made their splash with uh, they made their splash with McDonough. So I don't see them doing too much. Also. Henry signing Philip Forsberg. Yeah. yeah, no, that's also very important. Uh, good for them. Uh, the Devils. Nemitz gets his extent, uh, his uh, his ELC. Um, they obviously brought in. Mr. Vitek Vanacek. And uh, the big one is they signed 31-year-old Andre Palat to a five-year deal worth $6 million per. We all saw that coming. Oh, they were going to do that. Someone was going to do it. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, he has a what in the world. He has a $7.5 million signing bonus. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. You were right, Alex. Everyone's freaking getting uh, no movement clauses here. Yeah. I do not like that deal for New Jersey. I don't think like how many more years until New Jersey are a real threat. And by then, hmm. I think you've seen the best this is of reality or for what they think they are. Uh, it's just, uh, this seems like a contract that uh, they're just going to be regretting in two, three years, really. You I think so? I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Like, they're not going to make the playoffs next year. They won't make the playoffs next year. But, again, I think last year, if you look at the Devils, it, it, it's a bad way. Last year was not a good year for the Devils for more than one reason. Stop um, me if you've heard that before. No. I Yes, but it was a reason that was extremely out of their control, which was goaltending. Like, they just – Injuries left, right, and center. By the end of the year, it was like John Gillies and Nico Dawes, right? Oh God, yeah, I remember. There was that point where you can't. Was playing games. Yeah, like you're you're just not going to have that. So again, if you have Mackenzie Blackwood, who in the past have has shown uh, signs of being a really good goaltender, you bring in Vitek Vanacek. Again, like. It's going to be a platoon. Are they going to make the playoffs? Probably not. But I think they're going to be a lot more competitive than they were this year. Uh, where's Andre Pilat from? I'm very curious. He's Czechian. He's Czech, right? Yeah, he is from the Czech Republic. But even like, don't you call it Czechia now? I don't know. Listen, uh, guy gets paid after being like probably the most clutch. I don't think it's a hot take to say this. Like the clutchest player, maybe in. Tampa history, the Justin Williams of today. That's a very good. That's a very <laughs> very good comparable, Daniel. Very that's comparable. Very good. Because I think he got that same amount of money too with Washington. Mister Last Second. 
Mr. Last Minute, something like that. Yeah. That was as good. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Islanders, yeah, no, they have uh, the only thing they've done is uh, is signed an ELC. They've done nothing. I can imagine Islanders fans are losing patience with Lou Lamorello very quickly. Yeah. Like, wh- who again, the question who's scoring next year? And Mar- Matt Barzell's up next year, guys. He'll be, I'm pretty sure he's a year away from, uh, he'll be one year away from being uh, a UFA, and he has Arbrights to get there. <laughs> Where are they going? Like, th- stop me if you they look like the devils when he left right now. A lot of, and, he, yeah. and you can even see there are some, I, I was going to say, um, wasn't, um, what's his face on the Devils when he left? What's his name? Um, goal scorer. Parise. Is that Parise? Uh, not Parise. No, the one who I couldn't believe was younger than Jordan Eberle. Paul Mieri? Uh, Paul Mieri. Wasn't he a devil by the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just, the- I'm looking at all these bad middling contracts. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, they still have to sign Noah Dobson. Mm-hmm. Which is not going to be fun. They have to sign Alexander Romanov, but he doesn't have Arbright, so he's a bit of a thing there. Um, I just, I, I don't know what they're doing unless their bet is try and get Kadri at all cost. But then you have to move someone out because you have eleven million dollars in cap space, and Kadri's going to take up most of that. Oh God, yeah. What are they going to do? Like everyone, keep, they keep saying Semyon Varlamov's on the block, or they did towards the trade deadline. I don't know if that's still an option. Um, I mean, Ilya Sorokin's a, a hell of a goalie. Hell of a goalie. Who's his backup? If right. they do get rid of Right. Then you got to bring someone else in, which is yeah. no one's available. Ken Appleby. What a name. Right now. I mean, at least they have all their picks, but yeah. uh, the Islanders need to do something. Like, just I'm begging you, please. Uh, the Rangers. Okay, like, listen, guys, I just, I, I, first off, they bring in both Louis Domingue and Yurisov Halak. I don't know who's going to, I mean, they see, they saw what Louis Domingue did as a third goalie before. So I guess now they want to have that themselves. Spicy pork and broccoli. Uh, the big move, though, is their second line center that features Vincent Trocek, a seven year deal, 5.6 per. Uh, I don't like it. I don't no. like it. I, it's another oh, really? deal. I, I don't like no. it. I thought I they were like going to get someone more legit to have be their second line center. Um, and sorry, Trocek's been their second, been Carolina's second line center since he got traded there. Yeah, it, he literally bumped Jordan Saul down to the third line. Yeah, they didn't win anything. He's not a game breaker. No, but your second line, uh-huh. most second line centers aren't game breakers. They should be nowadays. <laughs> I'm sick of seeing guys like David Dayarnay up in the lineup. All right. Come on, like I, I don't, like, so I don't like, I don't like the term. I think seven years is freaking long. But again, like I, I don't, I don't mind that at all. I think Vincent Trocek's more than fine as a second line center, especially on that team. Strom and Trocek feel like. Oh, I take Trocek over Strom every day. Well, I, I don't think there's a compilation out there of Vincent Trocek missing all the empty nethers in the world, like there was for Ryan Strom, unfortunately. We'll see. We'll see. Ryan Carpenter, too. Adam Sycora gets his ELC. Still mad that they took that bad guy, by the way. Um, yeah. The Sens. Oh, the Sens. I'm so happy for them. Okay, so the Ottawa Senators. Are you happy for them? Are you? We're all in the same division. You should not be happy for them. I, I want Connor Bedard, man. I want Connor Bedard. This is well, great. He'll be a Chicago Blackhawk. 
and and the coyotes yeah and the flyers whether they like it or not yeah exactly okay so the sens uh send out philip gustafson they get cam talbot obviously they go get alex to they signed josh norris for eight years just under eight million dollars i like that contract a lot i and i really like josh norris um they obviously bring in Claude Giroux for three years. Uh, the AAV is 6.5, which I don't actually hate that much. Um, so far, uh, and Scott Sabrin's back, so good. Um, I think so far my king of the offseason are the Ottawa Senators. Oh, yeah. I really like what, what Pierre Dorian's doing. The man's nailing it. <laughs> he, he is nailing it. Um, no, I think every move they've done so far, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. They even brought in Antoine Bebo. Least oh, legend Anton Bebo, by the way. Yeah, no, but I do like, I think locking up Josh Norris, I'll take him to uh, 31. Years that is old. an amazing deal. And oh my gosh, like, I keep thinking Norris, Stutzla. Yeah, and, you know and, I think they did. They basically looked at the Suzuki contract, and I think with the million dollar raise in the cap, I think they basically just gave that to him. Right. And you look at Claude Giroux coming in for three years at six and a half, which isn't bad at all. Um, and I think it's a good guy to good guy to have around. Mentor. Uh, yeah. I mean, like obviously he's more than just that at, at this point. And maybe by that last year of the contract, yeah, you can be signed for a league win. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, from the Sens. Seriously, though, good job on them. I'm, that's, I'm very, it's good to have the Sens looking a bit respectable. Uh, again, it's just everything after Melnick has just been a home run for them. And it's kind of sad, but at the same time, it's, it's good for the franchise. It's good for the franchise. Uh, kind of like how it's good that Evgeny Malkin is going to retire a Pittsburgh Penguin. Uh, this, this came down to the wire, didn't it, guys? I thought, when they gave Ricard Raquel that extension, I thought that was it. I yeah. thought the money is gone. Um, but Evgeny Malkin has re-signed in Pittsburgh. Apparently, Chris Latan. Sorry, apparently Sidney Crosby came in and was like, "Hey guys, can we can we figure this out?" And when Sidney Crosby says it, you freaking listen. Um, yeah. But I don't want to talk about that, guys. You know why? I want to talk about the next 20 goal scorer in the National Hockey League, the next 50 point player, the next player that that Sidney Crosby will make into a Hall of Famer because he's now a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Alex, how do you feel about them signing Josh Archibald? Okay, I'll play in the bottom six. It doesn't matter. Come on. You'll be great. It's Kunitz 2.0. Exactly. Few cups, Hall of Fame, maybe. Chris Kunitz snubbed this. Team year, Canada. Man. Team Canada, why not? There he is. Everyone wants McDavid Crosby. I want Crosby and I almost forgot his name, Archibald. <laughs> that's how that's how rememberable he is. Exactly. Can't and they signed Yon Ruta, which was like, oh, cool. Oh, that was under the radar, too. Oh my god, don't yeah. come on, don't miss Dustin Tukarski like that. My boy. And Xavier Ouellette. Wow, so Lavelle need a new captain. Interesting. <laughs> cool. Didn't notice that. <laughs> Johnny Fairbrother. He's ready. Hey, what's the last I give it to like Belzeal. I don't know. He's been there a while. Uh, Pittsburgh are good, though. The Sharks. Marcus Nudavara was signed. Mm-hmm. Remember Marcus Nudavara? I, I do. I didn't even know that he was a UFA. Also signed Matt Benning. 
um, four years. There. Yeah, that that was another weird one. I do like that they signed Lindbaum. I do like that was a good story. Uh, they're not awful people like the Flyers, uh, and they signed Nico Sturm. And yeah, Brent Burns is gone, so I don't. Now they can afford Evander Kane if they decide that he's a San Jose Shark, oh, right? The Sharks are so bad. They're, they're, they're going to be worse next year because they're going to have less goal support from Burns. I mean, yeah. maybe there's a few less turnovers, but you know. You okay, let let's add him to the mix, Connor Bedard, and it works out. Yeah. You know? Um, but it will be fine. That's another. They're going to go back because Eric Carlson's going to be back again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe. Is this the third? Yeah. Is this the third year <laughs> yeah. you said that? It's the third time I'm going to say Eric Carlson's coming back. I swear okay. it's going to happen. He'll have the good first ten games, and then and he'll get hurt. <laughs> and then maybe we'll see him for another five. He'll do oh, really well. And... God, I want him to be good again so badly. Um, I don't know. I wish I could swear. I don't know what the Kraken are doing anymore. Um, they bring in Justin Schultz. They bring in Martin Jones, obviously, because I think um, uh, Buddy's going to be hurt because he got hurt at the World uh, Championship. Yeah, Drieger. Um, Drieger, yeah. So they bring in him. They sign Andre Burakovsky. So they've got another like top six guy around four to five million dollars. Shane Wright's there. I just feel like Seattle are kind of they're going to score a few more goals, but still, kind of like they're just sort of spinning their wheels a bit. I can't Martin wait. Jones, two million dollars. I, I can't wait after next year when they'll have a three line, a three headed monster of Maddie Benier, Shane Wright, and Connor Bedard. Oh, uh, uh, threw up. Don't forget bit. Alex Wenberg. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they signed him to that deal <laughs> to play oh, center. <laughs> oh, I do like the. Uh, I, I will give them the credit for Andre Burkowski. I do like that deal. That was solid. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like it's just another fine player. And you that's know, Don scores is a they're... fine player, but he never scored. Um, Schwartz is a fine player. Wenberg's a fine player. Um, the guy who was the leaf from Pittsburgh, really good. McCann's a fine McCann. player. They just got a fine bunch of fine players. Yeah, that's what they want, so they can and get Connor Bedard and, and Martin Jones. You're not, think, you're not thinking about it. They want Martin. They want uh, Connor Bedard. Oh. Uh, and they'll also have John Klingberg, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, hurry and hurry up and do it. So I can trade Jeff Petrie. <laughs> God, I'm so sick of it. Oh, the Blues did stuff. They extended Nick Letty because they love signing defensemen on the wrong side of 30 nowadays or bad contracts in general. No, I I should take that back. Oh, uh, yeah, they extend Nick Letty. Oh, whatever, you can do that. Uh, Robert Thomas gets a oh, big contract, yes, eight times eight. Yeah. That's a big boy contract. Um, it is a big boy contract. For a big I mean, boy. <laughs> he is. He is a big gentleman. Um, I, you know, I, I believe he is a former world junior player. Yeah, that's so why I don't want to talk about him right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same like Michael McLeod in Edmonton. And, uh, and he, no, that Ryan McLeod. Ryan McLeod. Sorry. What did I say? You said Michael uh, McLeod, Michael. but he's in New Jersey. He's in New Jersey. Who's in, oh, okay. That one. Yeah. So Robert Thomas. I. I have a lot of questions about certain things as certain details come to light, is all I'll say. Uh, then they, Nola Chari, Nathan Walker gets his thing. I'm pretty sure they gave Perunovic a deal. They signed Martin Furk. Big shot. Alan Walsh client, Martin Furk. Exactly. You're missing, you're missing one name, and I think Daniel sees it. Levo? 
Josh Lebron. Yes. Another Just one. Thank you, wait, Mike guys. Thank you, Mike Babcock. Just you wait when he gets the minutes. Uh, Tampa Bay. God, I love Tampa Bay. I just, you know, what I love when I'm when I'm getting off of work and I look at, uh, I look at my, I go out to the break room, I eat my yeah. pasta, and then I just look on Twitter, right, and I just see, I see not one, not two, but I see Tampa Bay resign to max term three of their players, and I think I hate this league so much. Uh, well, besides the fact that Nemestikov is back, um, they resign to eight-year deals: Mikhail Sergachev, Anthony Sorelli. And Eric Cernak. Um, right now, Sergachev is overpaid. Right well, now, it doesn't start this year. It starts next year. All these deals start next year. Ah! Oh, I hate Sergachev so much. Like, like Sorelli's such a good contract. Uh, I'm it's calling such you now. A good contract. I-, I tweeted it, and I'm I'm gonna say it on the podcast. I'm calling you now. When the first year. The first year the contra- the salary cap jumps, which I think is 24, 25, that's going to be the best deal in the NHL. I just, Adam, it's why are you holding Robin Leonard? I'm holding a panda because I'm upset. I just, is that, is Sorelli, is that like Patrice Bergeron's old contract? Around six million? They're just like, ah, here you go. You basically did a new Bergeron. Yeah, thing. literally. Yeah. Like, I just, uh, just, who do you think you are? Why do you think you're, you know, we're just going to do everything we want? Oh, we're Tampa Bay. Oh, whatever. I hate you all. I hate uh, you too, Tampa. Also, it was Hayden Flurry that I Hayden guess they Flock didn't. He's and here, yeah. he's here. And, and he's of Tampa. course, he's in Tampa Bay. <laughs> anyway, do you guys want to say anything else about Tampa? Um, No. You sure? I'm very sure. Daniel? No. They, do you want to know who they got to replace Jan Ruda? Yeah, Hayden Hayden Flurry. Guys, they signed Ian Cole. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why won't you guys talk That's about Ian Cole? Because <laughs> you want me to talk about Ian Cole. It's Ian Cole after a, a tenure of Carolina. You know, get involved in you know different things there. You know what I mean? It's just I'm happy to see that you know Ian Cole's around. Okay, when he has a ring next year, no one's gonna care. Oh well, yeah, that's true. I feel bad for his wife. Anyway, um. Ian Cole, um, where are we? Uh, who's after Tampa Bay? Uh, Toronto, hey, here we go. Oh my God, this is the first time we've recorded since Matt Murray, isn't it? Okay, so uh, the Leafs goaltending is now Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov. If you've listened to this podcast long enough, um, you know that... Uh, we called it. I don't like Ilya Samsonov, first off. Um, oh, really? I don't mind. That's the only one I mind. I don't mind, sorry. Here's what I'll say is the, the, the Leafs game I went to versus the Caps, Samsonov, didn't, Samsonov got pulled. And I was kind of like, okay, thanks, buddy. Thanks for that. Um, Alex, how do you feel about Matt Murray? I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. But Alex, come on, Matt Murray. Championship I'll, caliber two Stanley Cup don't, yeah, don't, don't even throw two that Stanley the audacity. Cup. Don't even throw that my way because he's not Mark Andre Fleury. Don't even throw that my way. I won't. I will not accept that. The only goalie beside Patrick Waddle. I will not. I will not. I will not accept. I will not accept that. Um, I don't like it at all. I don't really understand it. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't get it at all. I'm not a fan. I, what I will say though, is I do have to love, I do love the people calling out Dubis for uh, the Sue Greyhound stuff. Cause I'm sure the same people calling Dubis out for the Sue Greyhound stuff also called out Peter Shirelli and Craig McTavish and the list of other names who just rode the tale of the eighties Oilers. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. They did that. Right. Mark Spector and those guys in Edmonton, they, they were very vocal about that. I'm sure. Um, hey guys, here's a great idea. Kyle Dubis might actually not be like the new age thing that you, that people made him out to be. Also, there were clear signs of that. There are people within the organization, one being Justin Borg, who worked with Kyle Dubas, who said he not exactly the hockey, all hockey analytics guy that everyone makes it out to see. Besides the point, I don't like the Matt Murray acquisition. Um, I don't really understand it. I don't think it makes your goaltending better. I think, yes, it, it makes your goal, t- your goaltending definitely takes a step back. I think you're really riding on a lot of hope and uh, belief that you can get him back to what he was like in Pittsburgh. Um, but again, the percentage of that happening is extremely low. Um, I believe there was the rumors that he had a concussion, but uh, I don't remember who confirmed it, uh, but it wasn't a concussion this year. Uh, again, besides the point, you're making a really big bet on Matt, on you being able to resurrect Matt Murray. And I, I, I don't think to me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, that being said, though, again, the idea that this is like a catastrophic uh, blow up for the Leafs isn't true. They had trash goaltending for five months last year. Mm-hmm. What was it? October, November. They had good goaltending and the rest of it was trash yeah. up until April. And they still set a franchise record. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. I agree. I agree. Bad move. Like two, again, two things can be true here. The Matt Murray trade, like their goaltending next year is a massive bet, uh-huh. a huge, massive bet. But again, wasn't their goaltending this year, a huge, massive bet. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think it changes the outlook of the franchise. I just don't think it makes it any better. So here, here's the thing with, with Matt Murray, right? Is I think everyone is rooting for the person who's been through so much, right? Oh, God, um, I hope he succeeds in Toronto, yeah. to, just um, to be clear. You know, I, I have been on the show before, and since the start, I've, the start of the podcast, I haven't loved Matt Murray's game. So I don't want to seem like I'm just crapping on the lease for this. You guys know I haven't been the biggest fan of, of Matt Murray. What I can say is I've seen stuff about maybe he hasn't had the greatest starts of the year, but then as the year goes on, his sort of play gets a lot better, which has been the regular season performance of Carey Price the past couple of years. Now, both have had injury problems, but Matt Murray is a lot younger. And what I was telling people is um, – the Leafs have a great reputation for their medical department, right? So if there is a team for Matt Murray that is the best fit and there is the best chance for it to work, let's not forget the relationship with the Sens wasn't great. Wasn't Didn't he go on AHL assignment this year? Yeah, he did. Roster? If there's a team that has the best chance of salvaging Matt Murray, it is the Leafs. Do I like I... 
yeah. making a bet on goaltending. And do I love people saying they're only spending this much on goaltending? No, you because you guys know my stance with goaltending and all that. But if there is the best handler of the cards in the scenario like this, I do believe it is Toronto. And Samsonov, I just don't. Samsonov, don't like, I know you but, don't like. I like. I actually. But Murray like is Murray has a chance to work. It's just. I. I it's a bet. I, I think the percentage of that is so low, though. That's what. That's the concern. Is like what? So first off, clearly they have a lot more information than us. So mm-hmm. I'm just throwing out hypotheticals here. So first off, what do they see that we don't? Um. And second off, what is the situation with his health that clearly they know that we don't? Because I think a lot of it comes down to that. Uh, also, I, I imagine, I think we talked about last episode, there's the stuff that went on uh, went on off the ice, which again, again, I imagine the Leafs can help with that too. But these are a lot of bets to make on your goaltending. And I do agree with you. I'm not necessarily a fan um, of... Do, making bets on your goaltending. It's just that's the situation the Leafs are in at the moment. Yeah. Um, it, it's unfortunate. It's just it's the situation they're in. I also don't think they're done with the team that they've constructed. Well, so and here's the next part of that. Um, Daniel, what do you think of Matt Murray and all that? Because I, I, I have a game to play after this with the other signings. Okay. I think the way we talked about coming into the goalie market, seeing how it's going to be, Knowing Darcy Kemper is going to get that type of deal, for example. Jai Campbell is going to get that type of deal. I think the Leafs were, they did well in what they were able to do given the restraints for things. You know, Samsonov, maybe he'll do better in a smaller sample size. He's only 25. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of goalies, we don't know after in their later 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Murray, maybe there is that percentage that maybe he'll get back to it, but I'd like that there's that opportunity for him to kind of pace himself, pace himself in a way. I think I didn't like the Matt Murray one until they felt that they, they could take a chance on Samsonov, that there's that opportunity that you could fill those games. And, you know, both guys, I think they're both getting out of situations where they expected to have a heavy workload. That's what they were traded or drafted for. And now, they come into Toronto. I know it's a higher pressure now, bigger market, but you know, less of a share for them to kind of deal with. Mm-hmm. I don't know about necessarily uh, that much with Samsonov, though. Like I think last year there was a um, there was a decent split, was there not, between Samsonov and Copley slash Vanacek? I'll check. Um, I agree with Matt Murray. I think Matt Murray was brought in to be the senator starter. Uh, I, I don't think like it, it, we were still waiting to see the emergence of Philip Gustafson, the emergence of Joey Decord, and um, they're all gone. <laughs> and Matt Sodgard, who's the only one left of the two I, of the three I mentioned. But with Samsonov, I maybe his first year, but again, like I don't think he's yeah. ever had a season where he the expectation was for him to play sixty games because I think when he came in, was Holtby still there? Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just I think it's a reality check for him because he yeah. was that first round pick. And when they didn't re-sign Holtby, they said, "Okay, you know, it's okay. We have our starter in the future." Mm-hmm. So, uh, by the way, it was last year. Samsonov forty four games, Vanacek forty two. Right. 
So again, like that's what we're going to see in Toronto. Someone's going to play 42. Someone's going to play 40. I don't know who's going to probably not Murray clearly is going to be playing more, but mm-hmm. we'll see. We will I'm see. not a fan. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. Okay. I want to play a game. I call it trade wave and walk. Okay. As we know, Kyle Dubas loves making a bunch of signings and a mix of the following is going to happen. One will probably, or more will probably be traded by the end of the year. One will be waived and someone will probably end up walking because they're going to price himself out the market. Uh, I was going to have cap dump, but I don't think any of these guys are really at that point. Here are the candidates for the games, gentlemen. Dennis Malgin is back. One year, uh, 50K. Adam Gaudet. Oh. Hmm? Sorry, I thought we were going starting. Sorry. No, okay. I'm just gonna, we're going to list them all. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, sorry. Adam Gaudet, who is a player. Um, Sam Solonoff, we just talked about him. I don't know who Dennis Hildeby is, but he's uh, Fourth round now. pick. Okay. Nikolai the Abe, oh, there you go. Uh, Nikolai Abe Kubel, French guy, drop the cup. Uh, shout out to him. Uh, Jordy Ben. Oh, Jordy Ben. Oh, I remember talking about Jordy Ben on this podcast. Victor Mete. It's pretty mint. It is mint. Both of them at 750K. And the big one that's probably uh, spelling the end for Alex Kerfoot, a four-year deal for Callie Yarncroke. $2.1 million is the cap hit. Uh, If I remember correctly, Kyle Dubas at one point was his agent. Uh, Was he? I, was it him? I, Be careful I, saying that. The, yeah, someone will ju- someone uh, on TSN or Sportsnet might just gobble that up and then spew it out as if it's true. Hold on a minute, Kyle Dubas. That was a jab, and I, I that was a jab, and I meant it. Because I could have sworn, wasn't there rumors that he was going to go to? Um, oh no, it was Kyle no. Clifford was his first client. Never mind. Yes. Why yeah. did I think? Hold on, something's bothering me here because I swear there was something about. I think they were interested in him at the deadline, which I agreed with. Um, other than that, I don't remember. I'm really annoyed about this now. I must be very, very annoyed about this. You know, who the hell is his agent? Craig Oster. That's not a real person. <laughs> who are you? Go away. No one likes you. You're not Kyle Craig Davis. Craig okay, Oster, anyway. do you know who his clients are? Do you want to just... Before we get to this game, just take a guess at some of his clients. Oster? Yeah. Um, he's got some big ones. He's got big ones? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, give me a hint. Give me a team. We were talking about him earlier. Uh, Goudreau? No. Who? Who then? Give Eric me. Carlson. Oh. Mark Stone. Uh-oh. Brady oh. Kachuk. Oh-oh. Thomas oh, Hurdle. Oh my! Oh my God! <laughs> Yo, man, Let's get to, oh my God! Okay, never mind. He's real. He's real. Oh my! Matthew Kachuk. Oh my! Joel Edmondson. Oh God! Yeah, he. Uh, oh, he just had. Oh, Ben Chirot. <laughs> oh man, this guy. He got paid this summer. Good for him. Uh, yeah, very shy loser. Oh God. And okay. Dallas. Yep. So of those names, guys. Give me a guy who's going to get traded, waived, and who's going to walk himself out the market. Um, waived, traded, and walk. Of the group of players that you've listed, yes. yes. I think um, Elias Samsonov is going to walk at the end of the year. 
Um, I think Adam Gaudet is going to be waived. I don't know if he's going to be claimed. He's going to be waived. Traded? I don't know. Like, I, I don't look at – I don't know if there's a guy on this list that's going to be traded. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no one's going to be traded from this Daniel, list. Daniel, trade, wave, and walk. Ooh, uh, wave, I'll say Jordy Ben. Um, walk, I'll say Adam Gaudet. Okay. I have, I believe in him still as a solid NCAA center Mm -hmm. and traded. I'll say Dennis Mulgan. Good man. Good man. I was, I I don't think Dennis Mulgan's playing in the NHL this year. Ah, uh, it's okay. You know, have a. What do you think he's playing at a- AHL or? Yeah. Well, it'll be great that someone will be like, "Oh, I'll take a listen." That's sure. Fine. Yeah. 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 Okay. Each of those scenarios are going to happen. It just works okay. like that with Toronto. Okay. Um, I think that's everything for the Leafs. Um, uh, I mean, Engvall and Sandine, but again, now we're at this point, we're, we're just still watching. Wait, I, I, like, there has to be a trade, right? Like, they have yeah. 750000 in cap space. Engvall and Sandine still unsigned. I'm just trying to find, I'm trying to think of who it's going to be. Justin you Hall. Like, you like no, Mete yeah. and, uh, and Ben, by the way? Me? I like that. I don't think Victor Mete is playing in the NHL this year either. Ah, uh, I, I think Jordy Ben's their seventh defenseman. Like their standard, this is the guy who's going to replace whoever. Um, okay. So the Canucks wanted to clear up cap space, right? Yeah. Uh, so what they decided to do was give Ilya Mikheyev two years and 4.7 per. Great. Okay. Patrick Albin, you come on, man. Explain this to me. Why? You don't need him. Well, they'll need him if they trade JT Miller. That's true. Like, they're $2.75 million over the cap. Great. Okay, that's that's good job, guys. I'm happy for you. So someone's gone, right? And it's not Brock Besser because they just extended him. Do they have – oh, so it's going to be JT Miller. Or oh, Connor Garland. Oh wait, they don't. Does this account the Michael Furl in LTIR? Um, it says he's on LTIR. I assume it does. I'm not entirely sure. No, well, shout out to the fact that they have the dead cap Braden Holpe still this season. Mm. Uh, retire his number. One of JT Miller or Connor Garland is gone. I always oh, forget that that Garland's there. <laughs> it's very strange because it's always. I remember there was that hoopla about him. Uh, and he's still just kind of there. Um, but, I mean, hey, Vancouver, you can keep doing you and you just keep pedaling along and not being very relevant. That was rude. I'm sorry. I like No, they're, they're good. It's just I think they already did a lot of the big – it was not, the management stuff that was the big they're not, stuff. That, they're not good, though. They're not good. They had to deal with. I think – They're not good. They'll figure Bye, it out. Bye, McKay. We don't need them. See, it doesn't help the fact of – I don't know what it is with the, the, the freaking Western Canadian teams doing this. Is and the Canucks probably picked up like two different Leafs off waivers, and then there's the jokes about the freaking Oilers taking all the other Leafs. Like, like the Western Canadian teams aren't doing themselves any favors with this. 
Like, you know, I know I have the thing of like, hey, guess what? People move around the league, but sometimes it's so difficult to defend it. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just, you don't need Ilya Mikheyev. You don't need him. I, I just, I'm just wondering if that, I'm, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I bet Boudreaux going to love him. Oh, for sure. He'll work out under there and he'll score more because it's Bruce Boudreaux and he's, he's a good player. I'm just saying, I just don't, I don't think you needed him. You're dumb. Uh, Vegas. <laughs> Uh, Riley Where Smith. Do you want to start? Oh, they're just hey, like how do you? Okay, so first off, I'll give Bergevin credit. The Nick Suzuki trade might be one of the biggest heists in league history. Uh, the biggest thing is obviously they signed Michael Hutchinson. Just kidding. oh my god, uh, he'll be back. Sorry. They did. He'll they be did. back. I'm, I'm I'm filing a complaint to the MLSC. I can't believe <laughs> they let him go. This is ludicrous. That's so, who. That's who Dennis Mulgan will get traded for, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, you heard probably. it here first. <laughs> I just need to. I need to find this Frank Saravalli tweet I saw. Players, this from yeah, Frank Saravalli on Twitter. Uh, players in Vegas have been forced to unload for no or minimal return due to salary cap crunch. Cody Eakin, Paul Stastny, Nate Schmidt, Mark Andre Fleury, Evgeny Dodonov, and Max Pacioret. How in See, the world? I don't know if I include Dodonov in that, but. I mean, Weber's dead. Not really. Yeah, well, contract. which is exactly what they wanted. It's just. I, but your I point. have never seen such a waste of asset management before. I just I look at this and I think, how do you get nothing for a 30 goal scorer and a Vesna finalist? I'm sorry, a Vesna winner. My thoughts. Oh my god! But he won the best. Let let me add that to the thing that Mark Andre Fleury has done that Cam Talbot has not. There we go. One more. Let me just. That's all. Let me just. Let me just add that to the list. Sorry. Just, just give me a minute. All of this. All of this cap crunch just to re-sign Riley Smith. (laughs) (laughs) What debts do they still have? Um, um, just look at that. So, 906 of the Minnesota Wild in the playoffs, 910. You know, it's fine. It's just, you know, it's not 928 anymore. I really hope that Cam Talbot can survive in front of Ottawa. Oh, God. That's, if Cam Talbot gets lit up by, the, by Matthews, I'm never going to hear the end of it. More no. Um, but yeah, Vegas are bad. Like, I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs next year. Oh, no, no. We'll make the playoffs. They just, just they threw away Max Pacioretty. And they still have a crazy top six. It, but what about their goaltending? They just okay, so like, the oh, question is, is Robin... Never mind. Yeah, no, Pete DeBoer is not there anymore. They have Bruce Cassidy. They yeah, have probably yeah, one of the maybe. best coaches in the league. They still have two top, top defensemen. They're making the playoffs. Yeah. But see, the, the thing I agree, I a thousand percent agree with you about the asset management. I think this is poor, 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 poor asset management. I don't think they care. They just know they don't. They, they don't. don't. And I, there's a reason for that. They've made two conference finals. They've lost, they made the playoffs. They've lost in the first round twice. Uh, they made one Stanley Cup final and they missed the playoff once. Not bad. Not bad at all. All while wasting assets. 
um, <laughs> by the way, um, I, I don't know if Kevin Weeks and the Devils are playing a game or something, but Weeks just tweeted, anybody want some breaking news? And then the Devils just replied to it with a with an emoji. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I swear to God, Kevin, don't do this to us at the end of the show. Don't you dare. Okay. All right. I'm getting nervous, guys. Okay, where were we? The we Washington were in Vegas. Capitals. Oh, yes. Oh, well. no, they're getting forgetting. They're done. They're done. Uh, the Capitals. I kind of like their offseason. Um, they bring in Eric Gustafson for nothing, by the way. Remember him? Uh, Charlie Lindgren for cheap as the backup. Darcy Kemper is the big guy up front, the new, uh, the new guy. Uh, Dylan Strome comes in for a little bit. I kind of like what they did here. Because first off, they improved their goaltending because it was bad. Um, and I really like having uh, Strom there down the middle. Now the real question, they've had a good off season. The real question is Nicholas Backstrom. What happens there? Or they use his LTIR room to get Kadri. Uh, we have a trade. Oh, okay. Give me that trade. Does it involve New Jersey? Oh, this is hilarious. Okay. So, yeah, it does involve New Jersey, actually. Uh, they made a trade with Pittsburgh. Oh, 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 I've seen it. Alex, would you like to announce it? Yeah, the New Jersey Devils have received John Marino. Oh. For Ty Smith and a third round pick. That is very That's actually pretty surprising. interesting. That's interesting. Pretty substantial. Because Ty Smith was supposed to be the guy of the future there. Yeah. Hmm, cheeky. Well, everyone knew that Marino or Pettison were getting moved for cap reasons, right? Right. And Ty Smith, this very second, is going into the last year of a contract that gives him less than a million dollars because, hmm. He's a youngin'. He is. Um, is this still current EL? Is this current ELC? But it's five yeah. years. Because uh, he it was. Um, oh, because he's a little. Uh, he was a. What's the word? I can't remember the word for it. It rolled over. Oh, okay. That's interesting. That's an interesting move. Yeah. Interesting. Doesn't have anything for- to do with Montreal. L. What the bleep? <laughs> Goudreau lists New Jersey is going to be last in the Metro. Yes, Ty Smith is gone. Woo! Holy bleep! What the bleep? No one cares. And the uh, the, the what's that? Uh, the guy lying on the where the f is PK Subban extension? Good trade. What a pickup by the Devils. I thought Ty Smith was the guy there. Me too. Like left hand yeah. shot for the future. Big John coming a jurors. I don't like that. <laughs> Why did Kevin Weeks just not announce it? He basically he lost his funder. Oh my god! I just saw a really funny gif of like the Carmen thing of "Screw you guys, I'm going home," and it's Pierre Luc Dubois in his next meeting with the Jets. Uh, wow, well, that's a that's a fun trade. Yeah, you know what? Tons of potential for a young defenseman. Uh, let's send him to Pittsburgh. Now they have now they have another guy they can trade. Oh god, I hate the Penguins so much. <laughs> or or I was gonna say he'll be the next Chris Letang, but then never mind because Letang's gonna be there for another decade. <laughs> Literally. Hank is old. Uh, hey, um, how much like is it of the Pittsburgh Penguins to steal the capital spotlight <laughs> and uh, to the Winnipeg Jets, who basically did nothing no. except David Riddich and Kyle Capabianco, who remains the best name in hockey to say. I can't believe they signed David Riddich. They just got a hell of a goaltender. 
Oh, Capitals brought in Connor Brown too. I forgot to. Mention. Yes, they traded for. Did he? Okay, so I saw he signed an extension, but I didn't know if he actually signed an extension. No, I, apparently his agency deleted the tweet. They did. They did. Huh. Well, okay, maybe they're working on. It. Maybe they're working on it. Yeah. No, I like that for. I, I like that for. Um, for Washington, very much. I, uh, you know, I don't like. What. You didn't do anything. Wait, you say that you cut out for a quick second. <laughs> oh, right? okay. I was going to say, I don't like the Jets. They haven't done anything, so we can yeah. just move on. That sounds All okay. Right. Well, until next time, Winnipeg. Um, okay, so just to finish off, um, Hockey Canada are going to be reopening the investigation uh, involving the woman who claims she was sexually assaulted by uh, players, including some members of the World Junior Team from a couple of years ago. Um, there was some stuff that Rick Westhead was putting out there. I say we hold up this because it was all free agency today and the information was coming out. So we're going to wait until we can get a bit more of it before we go full into it. And on tomorrow, he's on SDP. So I imagine. Really? Yeah. They recorded it yesterday, I think they said. So I imagine it'll be explained a little bit better than what's out there. And I'm using a legal term here just so I can be exact from one of the articles. Um, the woman who claims to have been the victim here is participating in the investigation. Right. Which I think is massive. And apparently they will be mandating every member um, to participate in this investigation. Um, so we'll see. Uh, they put out a big leather. I mean, I would imagine the reason they're doing this is because they're probably not making any more money because all their sponsors came out, but uh, we'll see what happens. It's great to see, you know, everyone just sort of coming back to this. Um, I don't think it's been talked about a ton, to be honest, in the mainstream. I don't know if it's because free agency. I don't remember the exact day all this came out, so I don't know if they just news dumped it. But any day after the 13th feels like a news dump. Um, so just wanted to mention that. The NHLPA have put out the requirements to replace John Don Fear in like a, a job posting thing, which I thought was kind of dumb. Um, but... I think, yeah. And uh, I can't find it anymore, but I had it. Basically, for the first, like, two months of the season, the Coyotes only have, like, four home games. Yeah. And there are no Saturday night games during the NCAA season. I wanted to mention that. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. Um, I think Hilarious. That is, um, before we go, though, uh, what we will do is just currently look at the remaining unrestricted free agents. Okay. First off, I'm looking at RFAs. Give me a moment. For anyone who's curious, Cat Friendly currently has it uh, right now. Oh, sorry. Day one of free agency put out $936 million. The second day had $200 million. Uh, just sorry, had a $164. So we are over a billion, Alex. I thought it was still under the $900,000. But uh, so over a billion dollars has been handed out. And we still have Kadri and Klingberg to go. Wow. Uh, so that's interesting. And Nino Niederreiter. Yeah, that's a weird one, isn't it? Okay, well, sorry, I'll, I'll go to UFAs here. Um, I'm getting Canadian appliance ads. Leave me alone, your company. I'm not going to say that. Um, uh, okay, so PK Subban, where is he going? Um, oh, let's just go with Montreal. Yeah, Phil Montreal. Okay, Phil Kessel. Tampa Bay. I was going to say that. 
No, I, I agree. I think he'll go to Tampa Bay. I don't like it, though. I don't like it, though. Patrice Bergeron, Boston. Boston. Louis Erickson. Pass. <laughs> On Anton Strawman. Um, uh, going back to Florida. Maybe maybe Arizona again. Nino Niederreiter. Oh, that's an Islanders. One. <laughs> that's not a bad That's bet. not a bad show. He was drafted honest, by Daniel. them. Yeah, it, it's weird. not a bad show. It's weird. Uh, Danny DeKaiser. Pass. Pass. Calvin DeHaan. Chicago. Nazem Kadri. Uh, I think, you know what? In the end, I think he goes back to Colorado. Really? Yeah. I like that. Uh, New Jersey. Really? Yes. Why New Jersey? I don't know. They want to spend big. Uh, John Klingberg. Uh, Seattle. Um, Yeah, I think Seattle. Okay. I say Columbus. Don't ask why. I just want to say it. Uh, Victor Rask. Nashville. Okay. Uh, sure. Paul Stastny. Uh, Florida. Col- Colorado. Um, okay. I don't know why this why this is sort of the way it is. Like, I'm changing. This is dumb. Uh, Evan Rodriguez. Goes back to Pittsburgh. Fair yeah. enough. Rem Pitlick. Edmonton. Uh, okay, fair enough. Come back to Montreal. I don't know why no one... Uh, just clearly, no one wants you. So just come back. Uh, Sonny Milano, which I'm surprised he was not qualified. Um, New York Rangers. Toronto. Jenton Hyden. Huh. Nashville. Okay. Sure. All right. We'll just we'll, we'll end it there. We'll end it there. Um, okay. Well, that's everything. Um, yeah, I think that's nothing. Nothing new. Um, oh, um, okay, cool. Um, let's see if uh, Mike has shared a tweet. Let's see what he says. Why to the trade? And then Will sent me a thing. Oh, oh, okay. There's a video of Johnny Goudreau. I don't think Will's over the over Goudreau leaving. Uh, I'll check up on him soon. Yeah, yeah. Ask him to come on, and he's just he just. Trashes Johnny for three minutes. I'd be okay with that. Okay, that's that is everything. Um, I don't know when we're gonna record next. I think it's just basically once there is enough to fill a show. I think is how we kind of go off now. Um, because it's gonna be the sub. There's a lot that needs to happen still, but there's just we can't really talk about anything that doesn't happen yet. Um, Probably once a week. Okay. That's it. All right. Bye, guys. There's gonna no one's gonna do the outro. Uh you can do that. Okay, fine. I'll do the outro. Uh, thanks again for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure to hit like and subscribe. And if you aren't already doing so, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and YouTube too. Um, I think that's everything. We'll see I have time. one more question before we go. Yeah. Okay. Why is Ian Cole social media private? I don't know. Oh, Until next a- time. Oh, <laughs> no. no, no.